Thank you so much for tuning in to the Spiro Avenue Show. You could follow us on social media at Spiro Avenue on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also watch our full episodes and clips and highlights on YouTube. And we would appreciate it if you could hit that subscribe button for us. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. The kick is... He hits it! He hits it! He did it! It's good! Deep in their own side of the field, and it's intercepted. Otis Wiley's got another one. Hands to Gaffney. He's stuck He's He won't go anywhere. Pass intercepted. That's going to go for a touchdown, and guess who? Down the sideline, racing into the end zone. Are you kidding me? L.J. Scott fighting against one, two, three, four Hawkeyes. With thrown, it's intercepted, picked off by Otis Wiley. He's on his feet, George. He's on his feet. He's into the end zone. Ooh, man, that that got my juices going. Well, I got my juices flowing too. I, you know, I could say I invited Jason Strayhorn to be a guest on this show. Really, what I did was paid him a large fee because he does have a large appearance fee. And yeah. I just want him to spit some shit at me and relive some of those great moments, some of which were captured in that intro. But man, Jason, <laughs> it's great to have you along with Otis Wiley, two certified Spartan dogs, as we've called you. Two different eras, but both great carrying things through with your own show now. I don't even know what to call you. Former players, Spartan dogs, media personalities. You kind of wear a lot of hats, but uh, you know, as Spartans do, Spartans will. Welcome to the Spiro Avenue Show, guys. Man, oh, man, I appreciate it. But if you see that smile on his face, man, it's like that was great. That was that was a nice that was a nice intro, man. Appreciate that. Uh, it's good being here. You know, obviously, with uh, we've been following you, you know, and what's been going on and covering Michigan State athletics is something that's been a part of our fabric for a long time. Also, being on the inside as players and uh, also broadcasting now it, it's it's something that uh, is unique and that we like to continue to you know give people what they really want to hear and understand about the game that we all love you know and in being able to educate society to move this thing forward I think only is better for everybody you know evolution wise for the sport and and fandom everybody's got a higher IQ I love that stuff we talk about it all the time on our show and, and thank you for doing what you do Absolutely. I mean, this is our 77th episode and we've had some wonderful guests. I got to say, there's not many that care nearly as much about this shit as I do. And I feel thrilled to be in white company because some, some people you came in here thinking it was cool. There was some judgment coming on with some people coming through night. They were nice about it, but they're looking around. They're like, this guy's fucking crazy. (laughs) It's good to have fellow Spartans that really care about this shit and and care about the programs. And so I want to start there. And this is your bread and butter because you've both been on the field for this program, represented this program, the Michigan State football program as it stands right now. I think, and I think this is an objectively true, fair statement. 2022 is disappointing. For whatever, if you were on the, they're going to win 11 again train, which was not that busy, or seven and five, whatever. I don't know anyone that was saying five and seven. So I think, is that fair to say as a starting point, we were disappointed with the season in terms of the win-loss record? Uh, absolutely. I mean, we, we get to 11 and two, you know, and after coming out of COVID where, you know, Mel had to go through, a, we call Mel the COVID coach. Like you take a job, you're in the pandemic, you can't recruit. So technically, after this last that two seasons ago, it was like, all right, this is what we brought Mel in to keep the tradition going 
kind of giving the keys from Coach D'Antonio, handing them over. You know, you said, oh, we're, we're back, right? We're back. 11-2. We only needed that terrible loss against Purdue. We probably would have been, you know, CFP almost. But we would probably have been good. On the doorstep. On the yeah. doorstep, right? Knocking, right? And so, you know, it was great. You know, I drove down to Atlanta with my father, like, all the way from from Fitton, Michigan, all the way down to Atlanta to go see this Peach Bowl. You know, we come back. We have a glorious win against a former defensive coordinator, my defensive coordinator, Pat Narduzzi. Great. Boom. We're good. Fast forward. You're like, man, the season was like, what happened in the offseason? Like, there's a lot of questions of like, where was the de- like development or what was the momentum from that 11 and two season coming into this past season? It was it was very disappointing because it was things that I think we were a lot of self-inflicting wounds that I felt like we were kind of over. And we should have been able to capitalize on. And it was just one of those like games we should have definitely won that we didn't win. And I think that's what kind of hit us hard with IU and you know those <laughs> those games where you're like, mm. man, like why are we getting beat up like this? Or you know the two injuries, first year, first game, you get Xavier Henderson and Darius Snow. It was it's like just the like, first half. First half. half yeah, right? I mean, they, they were yeah. gone immediately. Yeah. Immediately, immediately. And so, granted, we had some injury bugs, but. You would think that we would develop the younger guys to take the next step up, and it was a huge drop off to where you know one. I think this year we're going to take our lumps. We got a lot of experience that had game experience, and this year it's like it's kind of put up or shut up. Like everyone's looking at like, okay, it's down, but historically Spartans when we have a down season, we do have a strong season coming back. So let's figure out like we got to really focus on development in the offseason and this spring is going to be a true testament when we have spring ball is like what are the, what's the product going on, on the field is it going to be solidified is it going to bring us some encouragement that we'll be good for next year um i'm just waiting to see i mean you said it like 2016 bad 2017 good 2020 yeah. bad 2021 good Jason, where are you at on this? Like, I mean, are you with? I agree with everything Otis said for the record. So, are you kind of in our boat, or were you saying secretly, even though maybe you didn't say it out loud? I don't feel too good going into twenty twenty two, and maybe this wasn't so shocking to you. You know, honestly, I think that watching twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one, actually going into twenty twenty two, the way that I that I did, I I I have lens of an offensive lineman, right? And I'm watching the the great, the magnificent season that you know, Kenneth Walker the third had. But in doing that, you know, you get a chance to watch, you know, slow motion replays and things like that because I'm seeing it with my own eyes. And, and I, it's hard to believe because some of the things that he was doing, he he literally did in spite of his blocking. So, like, there was no blocking there. You have two first-round talented guys in front of you and you shake both of them and you're to the sideline you score. Like, that just does that doesn't, that's not supposed to happen. That's what they always talk about, going beyond the X's and O's. He truly is that type of player where he actually went well beyond the X's and O's. So I say, okay, the offensive line still is going to get a little better. You're going to take the next step because they have experience now. And you just have unknowns. Like in this era of transfer portal, we hit a jackpot with Kenneth Walker coming in from Wake Forest. He wasn't a highly sought after guy, two star from Nashville, wherever. He wasn't the guy that everybody, what he turned into, what he turned into. But ultimately, now you, you bring in Jarek Broussard, you bring in, you know, Jalen Berger, and you're like, okay, they're going to they're gonna take that next step. And it seemed like, you know, they're, they're 
for me, it wasn't the cohesion that you needed to see from on the running game. Uh, it, it pass protection early on, it, it rattled Thorne. Thorne was just not the guy that we thought he was the year before. And it, it just kind of kind of spiraled out of control. I've, I hadn't been around a team that would, as a defense, you would prefer them to be in third and long than third and short. That that that's what Michigan State had become in 2022. For in my opinion, that it's just there's there's some critical things from an effort and critical like thinking standpoint from like, hey, what is our scheme? Who are we? What is our identity? I know what Mel's saying. I know what he's saying. But the team has to take on that identity. And it's right now, I think, more difficult than we once thought because of the, the interchanging players constantly and the uncertainty in key areas. Those injuries that happened in the first half of the season, you always say we all, we're programmed as football players. Next man up. Next man up. But those guys, like those weren't just great players. Those were oh, the leaders. nucleus yeah. of the leadership. And when they both go down, I mean, that's just, it's, it's one of those things that's just kind of a, a lightning literally struck twice at the same time. And that's what happened. I think that Michigan State is, I don't know about, you know, some crazy college football playoff season this next year, but the pieces they got in recruiting, I think are great. I think those are huge building block pieces. Those are, you know, not flashy picks, but solid. And you could tell this coaching staff understands film and how to evaluate talent. So I'm encouraged by that. I try really, really, really hard to be objective, step outside of the Michigan State bubble. I go out of my way to read writers that I know are critical across the board. I go out of my way to read Michigan writers that I know hit our guts and I think take things too far in another direction. Mm -hmm. But despite my best effort to come at this in a measured way and consider the other side, I still, after doing so, came back to this thinking, people have the wrong takeaway about where this program's headed. I sat here with Justin Thin from The Athletic. I don't know if you guys know Justin, but yeah. I know you've had some interaction and crossover with your show there in Birmingham, but uh, the prior show. Mm -hmm. But I, I, he and I have the same take on this, where people are overreacting. Nobody liked 2022. But to pull one example, Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports, his takeaway from the end of the Michigan State season, I, I want to see what you guys make of this. Ben, can you throw that up for us? So this is from Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports, quote, the task ahead for Mel Tucker is clear. Right this ship and quickly. The hopes were high. Recruiting looked strong. Tucker cast a big presence and personality. Then it all came unglued. Michigan State has been a mess this season. Mel Tucker should be better than this, and staff changes are likely. That big contract is a punchline, something for rival recruiters to poke fun at. Tucker better come right and quickly. The tone of that entire article, of which we excerpted one piece, was. Michigan State's on fire. This was, it's a catastrophe season. Mel Tucker better fix this immediately or this whole thing might sink. I think that's hyperbole. I mean, what do you guys make of that? Man, that's <laughs> a little bit heavy. That was a little bit heavy right there. Like it's, you know, we all saw the, the craziness around the recruiting uh, this past summer where it was, you know, the cars, the glitz, the glam, and we were rolling the red carpet out and we were very forward facing. And, you know, you kind of get this sense of like the swag was on 10, like the swag was all the way up there, right? Like we were winning in the brand standpoint across the board, like no one in the nation was that outstanding of, of a brand as Michigan State. So 
he won that, right? We won the hearts of all Spartan Nation alums, Spartan Dogs. We were excited, right? And then you get to the games and you're like, man, like, where's the disconnect? Like, because that momentum was lovely. It was live. And then you get there and we can't even put a series together. We couldn't put a quarter together. And we were, you know, when he said we're not playing complimentary football, it's like, what's happening, man? It's like you said, it's unraveling. And and I, I think about like Tom Izzo playing basketball where Tom Izzo every, every year gets questioned like he doesn't got it. He's he's lost it. And then you bring in a top five recruiting class every year. And like it's it's the quickness of like, oh, well, let's write them off versus like people have down years, man. Like you can't have a consistent year. But when you look at what we're paying and what Mel is making, you know, the responsibility is way ahead of this like you need to come with it. Like you got to at least be above 500. You got to at least get the bowl game. It's like every year, at least get a bowl game. And so for that, looking at that, you're, you know, I think that's like you said, that's pretty a lot. That's a bit, it's a little aggressive. It's a, it's, a it's a bit aggressive, but <laughs> yeah. you know, like give it, he still hasn't had a full recruiting class for years. And we talked about the recruiting class as we highlighted. I was pretty shocked. I mean, I was shocked that we had that strong of a class to put together in the midst of having this bad season. So that mindset, in my mind, my mindset says Mel does have, he has the staff and he has the the direction of bringing these kids in here and saying, Hey, we're going to win championships. And so, you know, we talked to Jordan Hall and he was on our, on our show. He's like, the, the, the season really didn't matter to me. It was all about the culture. And when you look at a culture, like it's family. So, you know, you're getting kids that are five stars coming from, you know, they can go anywhere else, but they're like, I want to go there because I feel the love. And that's where you see like nobody else is like deep diving and looking at that. And so it's bigger than just the wins and losses. He's coming into this culture. And like, I think this season will have a, a different vibe and a different uh, production or different result than what we had in 2022. Yeah. I mean, Justin Thin, when he was on reacting to the same article, he made the point that the, art- the contract's not a punchline. That, like that's actually a, a sort of a good sign to look at the investment in the program and it, it's a, a sign of faith and it's stability. So recruits don't care about that shit. I, I'm, I'm deferring name because he's the expert on that. Straight, what do you make of this? Did you buy this whole we're on the brink of disaster and we're, we're taking on water or is it a little bit more measured and we're fine and big picture going forward, everything will be just fine in East Lansing? So, so to answer that, I think that at the end of the day, no, everything is going to be okay. You know, we are in good hands. I do believe that. And I, in, in the Spartan in me says, you know, all those things that Otis said, and what you just talked about, like, no, it's not that bad. But for me, being afforded the opportunity because of my, my, my sons and when I, so they, they are, you know, in circles with other very, very good athletes that are being recruited nationally. And when I hear the feedback, because I, you know, I'm just a dad that, you know, like when I'm around my kids, it's not a, I don't wear colors. It's not colors. Like, Hey, you know, you better not, that's not the way that I am. Like you're going to see him in all black. Yeah. <laughs> neutral. <laughs> neutral. Yeah. Hey, we're talking about your sons later. I, I want to get more <laughs> of that because I'm fascinated by that angle. Like, that's well, you know, well, I'm, I'm giving you some insight. So like from here, I, I hear what the perception of Michigan state football is. From a non, you know, no one's trying to like impress me. They just are giving it to, just saying it, talking to one another. 
about it. And that article isn't far off from what some people may think of our program. And that's what I'm saying that like for us is to recognize that, not be afraid of that, like embrace the hard. You hear people say that, embrace that. And like, take a real hard look in the mirror and say, look, we are not where we want to be. We're not. What are we lacking? And what, what do we do good? And then, and you have to build on it and be honest with that. Quit talking like everything's fine. We're going to be great next year. Like, like what you have to put the work in. I, I know the coaches are putting work in. I, I, you know, I know, I know they're trying, but collectively there's things missing. Fam, look, we talk about this a lot. The fan base has a lot to do with things. I'm not saying fans, you guys are down or this and that. I'm talking about the support. You know, you, you think of what's the difference between the Big Ten and the SEC? Because SEC, you know, I think the Big Ten has like more resources. But the people down there, sometimes like the fan bases, honestly, care as much as we talk about we care. Mm. They really care compared to how we talk about we care. So they put their resources where their mouth is. We, we talk a lot. And we do a lot of things, which is good. I love Michigan State. I do, but I know that the, the love that I have from Michigan State also wants me to be honest with them. And that means we can, we can do, we can, we can out, we can be better than those guys. We can, because it's in us, but we just have to take that step. And once we do, I mean, I mean, guys a limit, brother. Bro, yeah. what, what, what is the article I read where, where Mel said, I mean, why wouldn't you want to come here? We got three NBA owners. We've got 638,000 living alumni. Like that is compelling. But it's what's the details in the middle of that. So you you said I want to dive into it a little bit because you said something that's really interesting that your sons and we'll get into a little more details of them later, but are both highly regarded up and coming recruits, twenty five and twenty seven classes respectively. You're saying there's some elements of that Dan Wetzel stuff out there. What kind of stuff is it? Poking fun at the contract? Is it stability? Is it just hey they only won five games? Like what is the nature of that negativity that's out there? It, it it's more of a confusion of what's the direction of that program. Like, what are they? What's the identity of Michigan State? Is it we're going to throw the ball? Is it we're going to pass the ball? Are we a strong defense? Are we about Lamborghinis and dogs? What are we really about? Are we about NIL? Or are we not about NIL? Those are the questions that the guys that we want to come here and play and, and have the same experience Otis and I had in Michigan State – and but better because they're better athletes with better coaches. Hey, that would bring championships. In order to do that, we all have to have all hands on deck in order to get those guys here in the first place. And we'll just be reading about them in two four seven. You know, Justin and Corey will write about them all day long and like, oh, we lost out again. We lost out again. It's not always you know we didn't lose out just because that guy messed up. Sometimes it's the person in the mirror too. So do you not like or do you think it's a disservice to Michigan State, the Lamborghini stuff, is that a disservice to their program goals? The kind of showy cigar Lamborghini stuff? Oh, what did we talk about? You said, I, look. I, I, don't, I don't think so. Because, like. I love these, it. Yeah, but you got to win. Yeah, but these kids nowadays, like, they love the glitz. They love the glam. They love the material things. They love the swag. And, yeah, that's all fine and dandy. But to your point, wins, winning brings the brand, <laughs> right? Winning brings the culture of, like, that's where I think Coach D was like, right now, I mean, I love Coach D, was my coach, but this day and age, it he probably wouldn't thrive because it was all about let's do the right things, let's win games, 
And when you win games, people will come. And that was the point of st- the standpoint of that 11 and two season. We were like, oh, next season. Oh, it's undefeated. We're going CFP. But like that where where we need the winning to come. Now we have a facility coming out. You know, everyone used to recruit to, hey, this facility. I mean, when I came to Michigan State, the the Stadium no, Tower, the Stadium Towers being built was like, oh, no, we got that's a that's a major. It wasn't. It was. We still old school, and then I opened up this the the football performance center, like the Scandalaires. I was cutting the ribbon with Brian Hoyer, Justin Kershaw, Javon Rieger as captains, cutting that open, and it was like, oh, this is the foundation of the future. And then you look at what happened from when you built the facility, and then you. Fast forward, we're at the Rose Bowl Championship, 100th year anniversary. We win against Stanford. Like, facilities do matter. You got to recruit. As a young kid, you say, hey, do you have the resources to develop me to get to the next level? Then it's not just next level NFL. It's like, do you have the facilities or resources to get me to become a productive citizen? If I'm done hanging up the cleats, I'm going to get a six-figure job, whatever. Like, it's a lot of those things that I think we're losing a little sight on. But, like, right now, it's about winning now. You look at Coach Prime, he's like, we're about to win now. Like, I don't care about facilities. I came from Jackson State. Like, I don't care about the facilities right now. We're going to bring some guys in here, and we're going to win the right way, but we're going to win now. And I think that's the standpoint of whoever touches foot into our program. Can we win now with these guys? Did you see the video going around on Twitter? Yes, of the facility? I did. Is, there, is that like a – Wow, this is great for you guys as former players. Or is there one percent that's like, where was this? Like, Absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're being a little jealous, right? Because I mean, they redid my high school right after I graduated. Yeah. I was not happy for those guys. I was like, fuck, where, where was this? When you I, were? The the, oh, the door was oh, falling man. off the bathroom stall when I was there. So it's a hundred percent happy. I know it's obviously you're happy for the program, but there's not one percent that's like, shit. I wish. I had First of all, the facility is going to be one of the elite. It looks like it. Like, I, so Coach D, when he handed over the keys, you know, he told Mel, if you do anything else, you need to build a new facility because that's what was one of the regrets of like upgrading the facility when Coach when, D win. It was, it was the, uh, the, the regret from Coach Antonio yeah. was when he got to the college football playoff. Like, we needed to take he that didn't, step. He didn't yeah. take that step. And, and places like Clemson did. Clemson became the leader in, you know, facilities. Facilities, let's be quite honest. Like, you know, again, I hate to, I feel like, damn, never this negative. I don't, I feel a little negative. <laughs> yeah, I was like, the Spiro <laughs> Avenue show tends to go <laughs> pretty it's dark. This room, so, yeah, <laughs> this room. <laughs> not this being, is a I'm, horror show in this the studio <laughs> most nights. So you're, you're, you're on brand, actually. Trust me, I'm trying to be positive. I'm just, <laughs> I, this is more like, hey, did you know? Did you know? Because I would like to know. Would you like to know? Those facilities don't mean they they are almost like prereqs. Like band-aids. You, not band-aids. It's not like, <laughs> okay, you're covering something up. It's just everybody it's, you, you you real have. has one. Yeah. You got yeah. if you don't either you have it or you don't. If you don't have, you're not in the game at all. We're just getting into the game, everybody. You know, if you look at those images that are on Twitter and Instagram right now 3D today. Virtual tour, go to yeah. MSU football, you know, anywhere at MSU football, you can see these things that we're talking about, the virtual tour. But that is, that's not something that hasn't been seen before. That's, that's, it's good. It's awesome. It's the best thing we've ever had here. But I'm telling, just down the road, they have that. They've been having that. 
K, like if you, we're trying, who, who are we competing with? Like Ohio That's State. the question I always ask my my friend. Like, look, guys, who are we competing with? I mean, Mel Mel seems to think, and I, I'm curious for your take on this. Both of you, Mel has said openly when he the second he got hired, I want to recruit guys that are a certain size because you turn on the college football playoff and you look at these smaller teams getting pushed around. We see that again and again. When D'Antonio was hired, he talked about Rose Bowl and winning the Big Ten. We loved him for it. He delivered. Love him forever. Mm-hmm. But he never, to my knowledge, really talked about our goal here is to win national championships. Mel said that explicitly. Do you think it's a pipe dream that Michigan State can get there? Because people laugh if you bring that up. Anybody outside of East Lansing, mostly Michigan fans, the idea of Michigan State winning a national title is like preposterous. Like People roll their eyes. Do you think that's attainable in, within the next 10 years? Oh, 100% I do. What does it look like? Know, getting, I, what does getting there look like? What are um, we not doing that we need to do? Like, like, like I'm saying, it's the evolution of the fan support. It's the evolution of like the coaches, their scheme, the players that decide to come here. We have the support that we get the athletes. Because that's really what Mel has always said from day one. Look, I can't coach guys that are not good football players. So if you give me good football players, I can coach those. You know, 10 years in the NFL, his coaching, you know, Resume when you look at it, play, you know, coaching behind, you know, Trestle, Saban. I mean, you know, lots of very, very, very good coaches. He understands the game, know how to motivate guys, knows how to get. There's a difference. Let me, let me explain that. There is a difference between how you coach a five star guy, guy that's an NFL guy, versus a guy who's a two star and you coach him up. Two different ways that you talk and reach that guy. Totally different. Is it like a coddling thing for the five it's stars? It's more of a, like, uh, we're going to give you about two years to develop versus, no, you come here, you already got the frame, you got the speed, you got the size. It's all about the mental of like, we can teach you the X's and O's. You got the gift to run fast, sideline to sideline, catch the ball, tackle, hit hard. I think that's now the new wave now is that with Coach D, Coach D was a huge like when I was John L. Smith, we were we were playing we were playing defense on like wristbands, right? Like we didn't know we knew football, but we didn't we weren't required to know more football. And so when he came in, he's like, Oh, we're gonna teach you how to play faster, but you need to know the playbook. Get those wristbands. Play fast. Play fast. You were one of the safeties floating around on dinghies, so, you know, famously in 06. Right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you had, you had, like, your snorkel on. Maybe. Uh, You're on dinghies! <laughs> that was awesome, You were one of the guys because you, you were on that team. You were, you were out there. We'll talk about coming out five wide, run the football, all that stuff later. I wish Colkirk were here. Uh, yeah, we'll I mean, get so, him here. Next time, but do you agree with Jason that this is attainable? I, you know, I'm not going to say 50 years from now because who knows. But within 10 years, can Michigan State win a national title or be in the fourth quarter of the national championship game down one score drive? Absolutely, like at least close. Absolutely, you you believe that? I believe that. I'm I'm a full. I mean, you see my put some faith in your voice, man. Yeah. Like I am fully, you know, Tucker and how he he speaks, like he speaks in like fruition power of the tongue in my life power life and death is a power of the tongue like he's always speaking positively about the direction that we are going like to his point we need the support like you know people think that you know you can win championships without having those resources like do you think alabama and do you think georgia 
is winning championships with no resources? Absolutely not. <laughs> like, you know, I've been to the CFP. I've been to the national championship in Indianapolis and seeing Georgia, Alabama. Those fans are nuts. Those <laughs> fans are crazy. They're avid. And our fans are crazy, too. But to your point, it goes beyond that. It goes beyond the Let's open up those checkbooks. Let's open up those opportunities to, you know, when you win on the field, you win on the court, you win in every sport. Alabama, I, my family is from Tuscaloosa. My uncle has, was a pastor for the longest time. You know, winning brought all of those students to the university, right? Like people are going from California to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. <laughs> have you been to Tuscaloosa? I'm I have. It's bucket list, man. I want to go like LSU, Bama for when they're both. Like I was in Baton Rouge too. Like, they are going, they are going, they are going to yeah. those universities because of the culture of the sports. Like it's the open, like we talk about the porch, it's the front door to the academia, academia and the university. Like we're not saying we're bigger than university. We're just saying that we're attracting more than just our student athletes. We're attracting students to Michigan state. And so it just changes the demographic where we, if we are competitive in NIL, and just being really like oh, winning yeah. against those teams on the road, Ohio State, USC. Now the USC and UCLA comes to the Big Ten. Like we now have two other competitors that we gotta we gotta save our kids from leaving and going to the West Coast because of weather. Like it's those simple things that I think that if we keep our talent and we go and be aggressive, yes, national championship. I'm saying within five years. That's my fatigue. Hey, I mean, we have a guy by the name of Dante Moore, Detroit Martin Luther King. He, that goes to Oregon, yo. No, like, no, 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 he left no, no, Oregon. Oh, he did yeah, that for yeah, you, right? Yeah, right. He's, he's going to UCLA. UCLA. He's down there with Chip now. Jordan Brand, man. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once he eschewed Michigan State, you There's didn't care where he It's a thing, though. Jordan Brand is a thing. That is very, so that, dumb. Uh, isn't it? It is. I, on, fo it? on football jerseys, it's dumb. It looks so stupid. But do you understand, like, that is the culture now, man? Like, and you got That's the currency. If you don't adapt, yeah. you get lost in the wind. And it's it's sad because I for the longest I was an old school guy. I was like, what about the university? What about the academics? What about the degree? I'm, which is still true. <laughs> so to you're much. more Cardale Jones now. <laughs> I didn't come here to, to play school. <laughs> play no school. Yeah, yeah. You're but more I, the I mean, I'm all about like, let's not forget that. Like, because when you yeah. as a black man, as an African American man, the degree matters. I mean, it matters anyway, but I'm saying like. You're getting a full ride on top of NIO and you get a degree like you're winning right now in life. And so how do we play that? How do we sell that? That Michigan State is a prominent university land grant agriculture. That's why I chose Michigan State because agriculture, like I'm a landscaping guy. I love doing that. But from a standpoint, I, I feel like that's been removed now. And like, let's bring that back. But also let's bring the NIO, make it a top of the, of the not like priority to yeah. bring these kids in. But Let's not forget, you get here, you're Spartan off for life, and you'll get a great degree. Let's not forget that. I'm dubious that we'll ever catch the South in passion. I don't know if I want to catch the South in passion. Why, some of why, the, why, why not? It, well, because that can manifest itself in some pretty bad ways. There's, there's people that are putting like for sale signs on coaches' lawns after a <laughs> loss. I don't know that I want to engage in that. But I, I, I'm not saying we can't make giant leaps in passion or get close. I just don't know what that looks like. How that? I mean, how do you even manufacture that? Michigan State had three top six finishes in a row, and I still say we didn't touch the the passion of a crazy Alabama fan. I think where we can beat them is between the ears. And not saying anyone down there is dumb, but I'm just saying up here, I think we can be creative with 
NIL. I think there's ways to entice people to a program in other ways than look the fans care a lot. I, I just that that's my approach. I think it's a losing battle. Maybe I'm the cynic and I'm the asshole. I think it's a losing battle to say we're gonna achieve Georgia, Alabama level fan interest, fan fervor. I, I'm dubious. I'm not saying it's impossible. I don't know how you get there. I think you can get closer. I think you can kind of beat them on the other battlegrounds, though. You mentioned six other areas, which I agree with, that I think headway can be made, right? So you think we can catch the Tuscaloosa fervor with the fans in East Lansing? So so it's not just the fervor. Like, you know, I'm not saying go out there and poison the 200-year-old uh, tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. Right? Tell, tell the judge, no, like, like, too much family. They're, they're, like, kidnapping, they're, kidnapping, they're kidnapping the bulldog and shit. Like, yeah, we're not yeah, doing yeah. that no, shit. No, we're not doing that. Yeah. No, And not, I wouldn't want us to. You, should, you know, you don't want to do that. It, it's more of, like, you know, what was talked about, NIL. It's like the support. Like, it, be, for a long time, all that stuff was illegal, man. Shit was illegal. NIO was you a full ride it. for us, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean I'm saying back in the day, right. NIO was that full ride for us. Hey, that man. was the motivating factor. Yeah, it's a, it's a different world. It's a you have to acknowledge that. Like today's kids, you know, they grew up with devices. They're connected to everybody. It's not the same as when we came out of high school, especially me. I was like pre-internet, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. VHS, I still have, yeah it's just, you guys are still, a couple of generations apart. Yeah, I still had so. the VHS stuff. You had to watch it. Wheel out the right. to watch right. film, like yeah. popping in. Yeah, I still yeah, had beta, that. the beta. Yeah, 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 yeah the I still beta, had that. Yeah. <laughs> totally different with the clickers. Uh, yeah, you guys watch on lap. Well, they're on iPad. Yeah, huddle. Yeah, they're on like the Surface Pro and all that shit now. Yeah, I mean it's cool. I mean I'm you know a little bit younger than you, Otis, and it's like it's different from even when I was there. Now it's completely different. Yeah. So I mean, what's the um actually we'll go here. Ben, can you throw up the Ari Wasserman quote for me? Because Ari uh from the Athletic had a little bit of a more positive take on Michigan State. I want to go from here and, and get into this a little bit. So he has this concept of forced patience. Ari Wasserman from the Athletic. Quote, anyone who has lost track of what Michigan State is trying to do has either taken their eyes off the ball or never understood the build to begin with. What Tucker is doing trying to elevate Michigan State's stature in the recruiting realm, is not an overnight process. This is a five-year plan, if it works at all. Tucker's long-term vision has been paying dividends. The Spartans haven't arrived, but four-star prospects are committing to the program in greater numbers. What could this look like in five years? Keep your eyes on the prize and never lose sight of the long-term vision. So Ari's got more of the Justin Thin, Justin Spiro, I think, Otis Wiley position, Jason. I already got some spark dog in the I, 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 I don't think he has any affiliation. Yeah, but still. <laughs> yeah, Jason's a little more skeptical, but not house on fire no, like no, Dan no. Wetzel. No, no, no. Right. So that that's pretty accurate. That's right fair, there. right? I oh, like that. Because yeah. it, it, it's true. Like where he's trying to go. Like you, you're right. He's gotten what, four or five, five, four stars. He's the most four stars we ever, we've ever had. had. Right. Yeah. After right. a five and seven season, which goes to your point, yeah. look what he did in the midst of a bad year. You're right. So if we could take 10 years and like inch into this thing, maybe it works. But what I'm talking about is what I'm saying. If you want to be like the Alabamas and, and Georgias of the world, I'm talking about now. Like he's saying, like, it's time to win now. All that now means the difference between getting four, five, four stars and getting four or five stars is that support now. Just just a little bit from everybody. That's that's what it takes. Like. Like, I know no one knows what the rules are. No, there is no, whatever the rules are, like, there, it's, here's this, hey, hey, 
We got to get that guy. We got to get some guys. Let's, let's put the money in. You figure out the rule. Whatever. Let's do it. Here, it's like we almost feel like we use the rules as a way not to, to participate. It's interesting because even if we do the NIL component at an elite level, do you guys know who did the best job in NIL this past year? Texas A&M. No, no. <laughs> well, were, no, well no, they no. did, but you see the backfire. Well, well, well measured by objective dollars. Absolutely. That they were, yes. But, but. Well, listen, like that's that's a different world. Like I'm tell, like I, I'm that, just saying it's not as simple as different. whoever makes the most money Everything, for the kids. Everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> it's it, it's just, I mean, but the, the culture there is like you talk to the kids that left there, the kids yeah. that are still there. I mean, we it, got one. We got one. Right. He's gonna be here next week, actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean that that's not just about hey, I got too much money, I'm leaving. No, it was more than that. Some of them were asked to leave. I mean, it's it's a real thing. There's a problem going on down there. You got kids smoking weed in the locker room. Well, no, I, I agree. I'm with you. I'm just saying that it's not as simple as as soon as we get the dollars dialed in, we're good. Well, no, like, well we have way more than what Texas A&M has today. We have more. I'm not saying that we need, we're, we're, we're dog shit. We're not dog shit. I'm talking real dollars that were committed to their class last year. But I'm saying that you're talking about Texas A&M. Yes. That's not Michigan State. What I'm right. saying is there's two different cultures yes. there. If you add money to one, it goes to you. hell. Yeah. You add money to the other. That's fair. This is what I'm saying. Like, yeah, our nobody, that's like, fair. Yeah, that's fair. Quit, some are coming just because of culture. Like, they're yeah. like, it'll come later. But, like, the other ones where we're trying to get, we're trying to the, go after, those are the ones that are looking at, they're getting a lot of suitors, they're getting a lot of offers, and they're waiting for us to get that offer. Because they want to come here, but they're also looking like oh, I think we get a discount. the dollar bill. Yeah, I think we get yeah. a discount. What's the okay? So we're, we're all within five yards of the same realm of where we're at. With the <laughs> five yards. I don't know. I don't know. That, I don't know that we're holding hands, but we can we can reach each other. So we're close enough. So we're not panicking. I and I actually feel very confident in the state of the program, big picture. They were way ahead of schedule last year. Yeah. What point do you waver a little bit? What does it look like for me? It's what 2024 looks like. Now, if we go in 12 this year, that's a whole other problem. But I'm looking six, seven wins. Anything more than that's a bonus now. 24, I expect to be rolling again, double-digit wins. That's my personal. If 2024 doesn't look like we're contending to at least go to Indianapolis, I'm starting to say what's going on here. What is it for you guys? When are you starting to have concerns that you don't have right now? To Ari's point, we're talking like how much patience do we have? How much patience does Spartan Nation have? And we talk about people forget this COVID year, the pandemic year. He truly hasn't had more than two years to truly do what he needed to do as a staff, right? Yep. I mean, he came in in the, like in the middle, actually the last round, like last minutes of recruiting when Coach D resigned. Like he didn't even have a full year and then COVID hit. So how much patience do we have? And then on the flip side is, you know, to your point, how do we get our guys like for me, I'm standing like I'm all about being competitive, like playing in the games and battling versus like rolling over like this past season. There was times where like we didn't even know who was showing up, man, like who was coming off the bus. And so in my opinion, like, yeah, we may have a five and seven, five and seven season, but the games we were all competitive in. We can't say that for this past season. There was times where we were like, we're not even showing effort or any like pizzazz or any motion. And it wasn't until that Wisconsin game, which I don't even know what happened, 
Oh, you got two of your defenders. defenders true, back. true, was, I mean, true, two, true. It was just huge. True, but, yeah. but to that point, yeah. to that point is like, all right, I'm all about let's go beyond bow eligible. Like, let's go beyond that. Like, I feel like that is a that in this program, this culture, we should be bow eligible every year. That's my opinion. So you're saying you it's more about what it looks like than a, a hard number in terms of win total. It's more about the competitive level. Is there is, Yeah, cuz like you can you can you can be battling in like the the games, the games you're supposed to win historically, you need to win. But like the games that we go in Ohio State to Columbus next year or this year, you know, Michigan coming here, Penn State coming here, we got to compete and we got to compete to the last final zero like zero minutes right zero complete like we went to penn state we showed some glimpse but we can't finish and so in that my opinion is like let's win what we can let's win the iu game get a bill eligible but like we got to beat the guys and be competitive like i'm all about getting to at least eight wins right like six is like easy for this program in my opinion the guys we got in the locker room that's easy I think it's beyond that. You got three or four almost built in. I mean, just with the nature of college scheduling. I mean, I hate to say that, but I mean, a couple of them, you should always beat like Central. And I mean, they've beaten us three times in their history, but you should always, so no disrespect, but like you should beat them. Jason, where are you at on this? Like, what is there a point where if we're sitting here and we're two and four next year, are you panicking then? To me, it's unless it's completely off the rails, I'm waiting till 24. That's me. You can call me crazy. That's what I'm waiting for. Where are you? What's completely off the rails? I, I'm talking like one and seven. Like I'm just like the, the you know we lose to Central. I, we, I, I mean, know. bad. Even if we had a repeat of this year in terms of five six wins, I still would not be like uh, got to fire Mel Tucker. I, I I I think that's it's premature. You got to let this class at least become sophomores before I start hair on fire. Yeah, and yeah. So when you're saying it's so it's either we're doing okay, we're progressing or fire, fire mail. Well, man, I'm asking no. you, like, yeah, where like, are you at where you're yeah, like, you I are. don't know about this guy. I don't know about our direction. Uh, I, I believe what is he, now like, I'm, basically, what is no, I'm not no, saying no, no, you're at no, the point no, of firing him. When no is way. the seed of doubt planted, which is earlier no, than mean, fire him territory. You, you have to, you have to know that. I mean, what you got to pay attention to is how that locker room is, how that team is playing, how hard they're playing. Or ha- is that locker room intact? You Who's know, the when, when 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 the head coach loses the locker room, which is what happened at Texas A&M, then you have disaster. It, it just you can't you can't really come back from that, and it can be triggered by a lot of things. So, what I'm I'm hopeful of is that we get the right character guys in here, guys that buy into his program, and they're going to be better athletes. That, that's a that's a given. He's only going after high level athletes. He's not doing deals based off of who you know and all that kind of stuff like oh i'll get two for ones like there's some high schools that like to try to package guys up yep. mel tucker's not going to be that guy he's never never been he's he's very well versed in how to find the guys that would fit his scheme i think he hasn't had that yet this is probably the year in my opinion they're going to be in the eight win mark if they're not you know you you cannot be a two-win team you can't i agree with that you can't so let me, let me ask you this, because I think this is the most pivotal question going into next year, the most important position on the field in this sport, quarterback. There's a perception, and my understanding from conversations with people that have some knowledge of this, is that like any other position, there's no guarantee of anything. Peyton Thorne has not been promised anything. I, the source I talked to stopped a little bit shy of saying open competition. The incumbent has the, the leg up. But 
that job could be taken this year by Kate Hauser, is what I was told. I guess theoretically Noah Kim as well. What's your read on that? You're around this program, and notice I want to get your opinion too, but Jason, being as plugged in as you are, is Peyton Thorne just the incumbent he's safe, or is there a real battle for that position going into this next season here? I don't, I don't, I don't get the sense that anybody's safe. No one. You know, there's guys that have a lot of experience that are coming back that are in line to, to do well, uh, but nobody can come back and, like, think that they can be where they were last year. And, and play. I don't see that happening. Um, you know, Mel Tucker, he knows more than all of us the pressures that are coming based off of what has, uh, uh, you know, transpired, right? You know, two and five, 11 and two, five and seven. He knows. Like, this, it's similar to how I feel about when players mess up, they drop a ball or something like that, drop, muff a punt. Do you think anybody cares more than that guy? <laughs> <laughs> that that happened. Yeah. You mean you, know, you? Do you think he wanted to go? <laughs> well, <laughs> you I, think he wanted to lose? Yeah, they're not trying to fuck up. Yeah, right. not not a, not a little bit. And 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 it's hard. It, it, this game ain't easy, man. Uh, to coach, especially the college game. You know, it's a special game. We love. I love it. I love the college game more so than the pro game. But it's it's the purity of it. It's getting less of that. It's a big time. This is big time, big high stakes football, man. That's what this is. Entertainment on its, you know, what do you call it? Reality TV in, in real life. But you, you also have this component of like, this is, these are students. These are guys, kids, guys just now becoming men, young men and women that are playing these sports in college. Now there's money involved. There's pressure involved because we've got the, the, the college football playoffs from four teams to 12 teams. Are we going to get in there? And, you know, it's, it's a constant race. Everybody's looking for affirmation on their devices. Everybody's, and you have to be able to have that kind of coach, that kind of leader that can plug into that and be able to communicate with them. I think Mel Tucker is that guy. I think those guys are going to be harder, harder to find. I mean, this, this the coaching world, it's so demanding on so many levels. You have to be young. It's, you know, 45, 50 years old. It's old now in coaching. It's old. I, when I met Nick Saban, he was 40-something, you know, at that time. Now he's in the 70s. So those, are, those guys are not going to be here anymore. So to be able to connect with these players like a Sean McVay, you know, a guy who can talk to younger players and connect with them, it, it's, this is what Mel Tucker has. This is what he brings along with the experience. So I think that, you know, look, we're in, we're in a good position. We're in good hands. But Mel has told you what he is, and he's a guy who can coach talent. You got to get the talent here for him. Well, I mean, speaking of talent, from my conversations, it's nothing against Thorne. It's pro Kane Hauser. Everyone that talks about Kane Hauser that has seen him in practice said this guy's level of talent is just not really common for what we've seen come through this program. He is special. Is I don't know. I haven't seen him throw a ball ever. <laughs> so I mean, he said he said in my studio was a great kid. I've never seen him play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen his highlight tapes from high school. But, I mean, Otis, I'll throw it to you because, you know, being a former player like Jason, if you're in these, your spring ball, your, your off-season program, and Caden Hauser is clearly better in that situation than Peyton Thorne, don't you, as one of the teammates, want the guy who's clearly better? And I'm not saying that's going to happen, but hypothetically, you would want Caden Hauser on the field despite the lack of experience, right? 
I mean, absolutely. You I want mean, the guy that looks better this offseason. You know, I mean, as a defensive back, like if I'm going against those guys, yes, absolutely. Like I know that, well, if, if Caden House or Noah Cam, whoever's throwing the better ball and is completing passes on the defense and moving the ball, like I'm going to say that dude is a dude. Like why is he not getting some time? Um, and, you know, to the point of, you know, your source or, you know, we were seeing Caden Hauser obviously in practice, but like, I feel like if you're a coach, and I haven't been a coach, but only on the high school level, but if you're playing great ball, like if Caden Hauser's doing what he's supposed to be doing, and you, you know, it's proof that he is doing that, yeah, you should be put, he should be put in. Like, I feel like Peyton Thorne, you know, that 11 2 season, yeah, he had a great season because guess what? We had a great run game. And allowed him to do whatever he needed to do is sit back there and do what he's good at is throwing that Brock, right? Because you had a great balance attack. Now flip, you know, fast forward the next season, our run game was non-existent. So then Peyton's like, man, I can't even, I can't even get time to throw the ball or I'm throwing, I'm not, my timing's messed up because I'm like, I feeling, I'm feeling heat on my blind side. Or I can't even, I can't even be comfortable. And then when you get Noah Kim coming in, He's getting garbage minutes and he's driving down the field. You're like, everyone's like, yo, like, what is going on? Right. So to your point, I feel like we're going to see in spring. That's that year where we had Kirk Cousins and Keith Nickel. Do you remember that year? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah the nickel remember? camp coming from Oklahoma. Yeah, he was more decorated. Absolutely. The nickel camp was behind stronger. Sam Bradford. And, you know, Sam Bradford won the Heisman that year. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. he was. I think it was like the following year, but he was running the second, second year. He left, and yeah. then that's when that's Sam when Bradford broke right. his collarbone. Yeah. It was, he was. He I mean, been Nick, the starter. Nick, right, and Nickel was Damian Terry before Damian Terry, like the darling yeah. of the fan base. Absolutely, ended up absolutely, not, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, ever doing it? But I feel like we're going to see an outright battle, and I feel like if you if you are smart enough, you got to you got to open it up. Because I don't feel like the way Peyton did his results this past season, he doesn't he hasn't earned the right to have that secured and having that starter on his on his tag. So I feel like let's keep it open spring, leading into the summer and then camp. And you gotta have someone announced by the time we get to like that first week of camp. Very fair. I I, <laughs> I, I, I think it's gonna be whoever looks better in camp. I, I think that's where it's at. I don't think there's any sacred cows in that program, just generally, not just for that position. I do want to go a little bit more into your sons because I am <laughs> I'm fascinated by this, Jason. So I mean we oh, talked we that's talked, the legacy of the Strayhorn name. I, I find, man. I find this, Here we go. <laughs> now I almost never pre-screen topics with my guests. I tell them the, the general premise of what we're talking about, but when I'm talking about a guy's kids. I did talk to Jason earlier today. I was like, is it, is it cool if I bring up your kids? Yeah. So, cause I, I didn't know if you'd be comfortable, but I'm fascinated by this angle. So we, we hit on it briefly, but you have two sons, Caden and Cody. Yep. Uh, we said, Oh five and Oh seven. All right. <laughs> well, there yeah, you yeah. Go. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh yeah. There we go. Yeah. So that's uh, your older son on the left there with, with Mel and your, the younger one is uh, Cody on the right. So Caden and Cody. Yeah, and obviously, two summers ago, you're 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 Michigan State. Man, you see them now, yo? Oh, I know, I know. Well, they yeah, wouldn't yeah. the the current pictures <laughs> wouldn't fit on the screen. Actually, so <laughs> I, 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 we had to go with a, a younger version of those guys. But so they're highly decorated. I mean, I know both have formally received offers from Michigan State. I I don't know about your younger son, Cody. I know Alabama is really interested in Caden. In obviously, your Michigan State bona fides are without question. I mean, you're a former player, Spartan Radio Network. 
that goes without saying, cut you open, you're bleeding green all over the table. How do you balance that where you know Michigan State wants these guys? These are your boys. And you bleed green. Do you completely recuse yourself? Whereas I don't think a father normally would. They would be weighing in. Like, how do you handle that? Because you're inherently biased. I mean, you, you have to be. How do you handle that? Basically, before you start, it's like, are you a LeVar Ball? Well, I mean, yeah. If, are you the big if baller were, brand? If he were that, dad. we would already know. If he were that, I we know, would have to ask. I'm just teeing it up. Yeah, right. No. Yeah. Big baller brand. Yeah, that's that's, that's, baller that's brand. one extreme. Yeah. yeah. No, like, it, it's, it's a, it's, it is, it's peculiar, in my opinion, because, you know, I have, you know, affinity for Michigan State. I went to Michigan State. I love Michigan State. You know, there's no doubt. My kids grew up in green and white. They've been, I mean, since Caden was, before he could hardly walk, I mean, he was putting on Spartan helmets and the equipment room. He, my wife was pregnant with him. We were at a former player dinner. You know how they do those those dinners? They bring back some classes and they'll have us go through the pregame meal. Yeah. So we were doing that, and Alicia was pregnant with Caden. And some, like, old time, one of them, you know, the guys that played in the 50s or something. Like, you're right. He comes by and he goes, that's a Spartan, you know, right to her belly, right? So, like, it's been in our family forever, right? Don't get that twisted. But it's when the recruiting starts, you know, you go, okay, like, I know what this means. Like, there's a lot of things that come out to kids and they don't really understand because they don't have the experience that I've had, that Otis has had as a player. As a former player, you've been through this recruiting process. You know how this thing goes. You know how coaches may talk what they may promise, what the, you, you understand the flow. You know when they, when they act a certain way, body language or communication, what that really means. You know, sometimes guys feel like, for instance, coach is hard on me, he hates my guts. But we know when coach is hard on you, what does that really mean? He respects, he, he expects more out of you. Yeah. Like, you know you're a great player. It's when the if coach- They're not talking to you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's when the coach stops talking to you. But there's a lot of young- men and girls that have left the, the sport that they're in because someone is hard on them. And I am that resource for my sons. I navigate through their process and let them make their own sound decisions. And look, you're talking kids in the seventh grade and 10th grade, eighth grade, getting these offers. I'm like, we got a long way to go, guys. Like there's a lot of development, a lot of hard work that they do do. They're extremely focused hardworking, humble guys. I couldn't be more proud of all three of my kids, the way they, they, they progress. But understand that this is their journey. This has to be something that will develop them in the best way for them. Who is to say who the coaches are here at Michigan State when, he are, when it's yeah. their turn? You know, they're not seniors right now. You know, we got some time. Tenth grade, sophomore and, and eighth grade. So we have some time. So we'll see how things play out, you know, and when it comes, when the chips all fall down, you know, then obviously dad will be here to talk to him, you know, I'll, I'll, there will be some weighing in for sure. I can, can you, can you at least get one of the two for us? Please? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I think two might be a little, like let one go to Alabama. Oh my goodness. But you can't go over two. You got, I mean, people are going to start looking at you. Can't. People are going to start looking at you funny up there, I man. Know, I mean, you I got, know, you got right? some people to answer to. Up there. <laughs> if, if you got two blue chip guys and you don't deliver, we got, you got to deliver one into our arms. Okay, right? right, yeah, I don't, right. Take your pick. Cause they're both such high end guys. <laughs> from, you know, recruiting's not my beat, but 
I just, like, I want one of them there for the stream. Like, just, like Justin, let's keep it. We're gonna keep it one hundred. This yeah. is. A, I feel like this is a show that we're able to be ourselves. Hundred percent. Right. Yeah. So, who's the last offensive lineman that got drafted out of Michigan State? I mean, Conklin was the first rounder. Was there somebody? Um... Brian Allen, right? Oh, Brian Allen. Brian yeah, Allen. Yeah. Sorry, now, Allen family. Now <laughs> yeah. we're looking at the team down in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. We're talking every year. Every year. These kids are looking at that trajectory like I'm 99.9%. If I go to Alabama, even if I don't start maybe one season or two seasons, I'm going against top talent that prepares me to go to the league. And like that's where we got to look at. The that's tra- what we're, that's what we're talking about. We're talking that's about what, that. But it's a chicken or, chicken or egg, though, because I think if we got that same prospect in East Lansing, they would be in the draft, too. Because they're, I mean, is it is it because it's Alabama and they're no, incredible? No, because no. Of those kids said, are five stars when they get there. Uh, so the support, the support, yeah, absolutely. You got to get yeah. the top. So if I get the five star, I, I think we can put them in the league too. But I, you can't just get them. How are you going to get them? How? You got to work. Well, for it's, it. it's a chicken and egg thing. Yeah. What I'm saying is like you, you know, the insinuation well, saying, is yeah. like, oh, if I go to Bama, I'll become that. No, bro, come here. We'll get you there too. Right? I mean, what Alabama's not doing anything magical? Yes, yes, here right maybe now. They are. I think we're. As far as development wise, if we I mean five stars, yes, okay, we yeah. we we're just on par with Bama. We could have a factory of five stars, but we can't get one. We can't get one, not yet. And what did Bama have this year? They signed seven. Who was our last? Was Mike McDowell a five star? I think he was. Yes. I think yep. that was our last five star on the program. It was like ten years ago, right? Nine years ago, whatever it was. And that's where they're looking at. Like, if I come here and I'm gonna spend three to four years at your at in your program. I know that every year, and this is across the league, Nick Saban in that program, Michigan, Ohio State, they have the respect factor of the player personnel and the the, the recruits and the, the pro scouts. So when he's going in like, where do I get my beastiest, meanest lineman? Are you coming to Michigan State? I mean, this is a, that's a real question. No, ask him. It's, 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 I mean, he's, got, he's got two of them in his house. <laughs> but that's where like so, these yeah. young kids are looking like, man, like they. That's yeah. where I think that's what the competitive edge of recruiting is like. I just put in, you know, twenty five offers alignment in the past five years in the in first round, second round. You will go to the league, and like for us, we're like we're one, two, three every you know ten years, right? Yeah. And I and this the statistics. It numbers don't lie. And so how do we change that tide is like right now we got some beastie defense alignment and we have some decent offense alignment, but how do we get that? And that's where I think where to his son's point, like I'm all about, I'm all about, man. Yeah. Let's bring the string horn board brothers in. Let's have a family affair. At least one. Yeah, Cause like, man. I know that when one goes somewhere, like it. he's going to be traveling to those games. I might lose him to the radio. He won't, he might not be the voice no more. Right. Yeah, we right, can't right, have right. that. Yeah. So yeah. how do we change that? And we got to do something. And, and I don't know. I what do remember is. my son crying like a baby when I told him I was going to stop when he went to high school because he was playing in games and I didn't want to miss his games. And he cried. And I'm like, why is he? Why are you crying? Because he's like, because I don't want you to give up that spot because I want to take over for you when you when it when you're done. Yeah, I, said, I love that. And I was like, 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 wow. Yeah, we'll do like you know, follow yeah, you in yeah, two, yeah. two areas there. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, he, so that that that's in there. That's in there. But again, to what Otis is saying, it, it does matter where things are you know now and and i'm not saying this from some like hey man we suck it's not that i think that we're great i think we're doing a great job we just have to land the talented individuals man i mean that's you said chicken or egg like we that's what i'm saying that that mindset where you're just like it's a chicken or egg 
Shit, man. Look, we're telling you what to do, man. Like, I don't know what else to say. I'm just like, asking questions. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. It doesn't waver. Those guys right there, they, they want to come here. Those, those, those highly talented individuals, you got to speak their language. That's it. And, and I'm going to tell you one thing, another thing. Those guys, I haven't heard one of them talk about four or five years. They all say three years. Yeah. That's what they think. Though you want, if you want to win, that's the kind of mindset you're going to have on campus. You're going to have guys that think, now, we know that most it's not going to work out for everybody. Everybody's not going to go three. But some of those, Ohio State, look, at, look what they're doing. Look at how they do these things. I mean, it does exist in places where you get a factory of three and out guys. Yeah. That's, why not us? Or do we just want to have the guy that comes in and wants to be a great chemical engineer? If he wants to be that or a veterinarian, I don't know how you could do I mean, both. Yeah, Kane That's Hauser wants tough. to be a surgeon. He yeah. can do both. He can let him sling it, and he can there, get the scalp. There you go. Yeah. Hey, dissect I want, the defense. Dissect I, I, the hey, body. That guy can marry my daughter all day long. What do you think? <laughs> I, just no. I I saw one of your boys in decked out Michigan gear. I know the, the Michigan's poking around at least your older son for sure. <laughs> No, no Michigan, no Michigan, right? Because <laughs> we're gonna finish on this Michigan topic. Otis is cracking up. He's sick, Kane He's he's. I, it's not legal. It's not possible, but it's still funny yeah. that he says that. <laughs> I'm with you on that, that. personality. Can marry my daughter. <laughs> not not well, that guy right now. You gotta have a high standard for that. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I got a oh, daughter man. too. It's like you better have like a crown. You better be royal family. Like, exactly. the, the boys can kind of do whatever they want. Right, but, uh, right. I'm the, I got I the same breakdown. Two boys and a girl. You yeah, got two girls, thing. man. It's like I got, you got two girls. Oh, oh you're yeah, totally ready. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, get the dungeon out. My, my waist, like that's sexist. I'm like, I can't help it. It's like, it's a, <laughs> you don't understand the daddy daughter thing. It's like my boys just don't die and survive. The daughter, it's like no, like no one can go near. So anyway, so I want. I want to talk a little bit about this Michigan thing. I don't know how long this is going to go, but here's and look, there's a reason I'm doing this last. For one, I care a lot more about Michigan State, but two, I know anytime anybody with a a green shirt on talks about Michigan, that's you know, oh, you're obsessed, little brother stuff. To me, I I think this is worth tackling. This past season, I think it went to a point in this rivalry that is the low point. I think that's something one of the few things both sides can agree on. There's a specific element that I want to attack tonight. What I view is their hypocrisy. And there's plenty of bad on both sides, and you know, not to do the both sides routine. But the hypocrisy we've seen the last few months, in my opinion, is unprecedented. I've never seen anything like it in sports. You have the news again, just broke out today. They formally dismissed their offensive coordinator, Matt Weiss. Yeah. Those circumstances, I'm sure we'll find out soon. But this relationship between the two programs right now, as bad as it is, I think it's been heightened by what I view as a disparity in how, whether you call it the media or the institutions, how they handle each other, I think Michigan State is viewed differently. So let's lay out the timeline here. You have the tunnel incident in October. Jim Harbaugh, right after the game, and then the next day in longer form, addresses this incident and what his expectations are for punishment to Michigan State. Ben, let's roll that, please. The ABC tunnel cam, it's in a, in a um, higher elevation that shows, shows much more of, uh, of what took place. Um, as I said, those are, those are uh, sickening to watch. Uh, there needs to be accountability. There needs to be a full, thorough, timely investigation. I can't imagine that these uh, will not in, um, uh, that they won't 
I can't imagine that this will not result in criminal charges. An apology will not get the job done in this instance. Uh, there should be serious consequences uh, for the, the many individuals that are culpable. So a lot of talk of accountability. And we have, at the time he's making those statements, at that exact time, a pending felony gun charge against one of his prominent players, Mozzie Smith. This incident with Mozzie Smith in Washtenaw County occurred before the Michigan State game. He knew all about it in that clip while he's talking there. So Harbaugh made those statements about accountability and Michigan State being held to account for their actions, knowing that Mozzie Smith was receiving no punishment whatsoever when he had full autonomy to do that. So we have this demand for accountability in real time. Here's what I think accountability looks like versus what it doesn't look like. Ben, let's throw that up. I, you guys tell me if this is fair as a measure of program accountability. Michigan State side of the ledger, you have one felony charge and six misdemeanors. Their punishment all the same, suspended for the rest of the season as it occurred uh, four games, as it were. Mm -hmm. You go to the right side, Michigan. One felony weapons charge for Mozzie Smith, punishment, none. And I've, what I've heard when this comparison is made repeatedly from one side is, oh, you can't compare the two. What Mozzie Smith, it was a paperwork issue, whatever. Let me tell you who doesn't give a fuck about Michigan, Michigan State. The Michigan Compiled Laws, the MCL, the code mm -hmm. of which we all have to operate in as members of this society in the state of Michigan. Correct. The MCL says one's a felony. Mozzie Smith was a felony weapons charge with a harsher sentence than Kari Crump's potential sentence had they both been convicted to the fullest extent of the law. Obviously, I don't have to tell you that a felony is worse objectively than these six misdemeanors. So miss me with that whole, oh, you can't compare one or the other. Yes, I can, because I'm biased about Michigan State. Those people that say that shit are biased about Michigan. MCL doesn't give two hoots in hell. They say one's a lot worse, not a little bit worse, not a worse felony. A severe felony versus misdemeanors. I, I, I think it's insane that Jim Harbaugh went up there and demanded essentially charges, knowing what he knew about his guy who had played in the game in question. What do you guys make of that? Is there some disparity there, or am I crazy? Man, look, two words, man, the blue wall. That, that's it. It's a real thing. Um, you, you saw it in black and white in that situation that unfolded when you saw that Mozzie Smith was charged <laughs> conveniently right as he was boarding the plane to go to Indianapolis for the Big Ten championship game, which he was captain. I saw him flipping the coin and, you know, played every down. That well, they asked. Let's, let's talk, talk about that video where they won the Big Ten championship and he's in the background. Yeah. What is he doing? Yeah, he's playing with the, you know, doing the gun thing. <laughs> oh, I didn't even, I didn't you see, see that. that? Oh, you you seen seen that? that? With oh, the trophy, man. with the trophy. What? Yeah, with the <laughs> How trophy. How did I miss that? Oh, we, we got to get that to you. We got to oh, get that to you. Michigan State sure. Twitter got to tag me in that. <laughs> they yeah. let me down on that one. Yeah. Oh my God, that would have oh. been in the that would have been in the show prep. What <laughs> yeah. the fuck? I, 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 can we yeah. go to break for a minute? I mean, <laughs> he, he did, like he was posing with the guns. Oh man, not, not no, the guns, no. Just his fingers. He's, he's like, well, no, I know he's not literally having guns. No, no, but he's, he's doing been, like the finger he's, guns. Yeah, yeah. and he's dancing. He's like parade, like <laughs> like that. Honestly. Good for him. I'm not even mad at him. It's not his. If I, if I got away with fun. murder, Great. I'd probably dance on the grave of my the fools that let me get away with it too. But it's it, it's like 
To me, that's insane. It is. The Harbaugh thing's insane. I'm not even, the Mozzie Smith thing, I was very consistent. I wasn't demanding justice. I, I think it was not much to do about nothing. It's a felony weapon charge. It, it's a serious matter. But I didn't want to see that kid punished. I was happy that it got pled down to a misdemeanor. I don't, it's not about that. It's the difference in, you got Energy. what? I don't know a single Michigan State person. Maybe they're out there. I don't know. I know most of the prominent people on this media side anyway. I don't know a single one that was calling for Mozzie Smith to have some severe punishment. You can't say the same for Michigan fans who were oh, demanding these guys goodness. be locked up, yep, calling man. them thugs. Listen, when we did our podcast and we talked about this, yeah, this is man. Listen, this is part of MSU. <laughs> we did it. We did our deal. We talked about it. And we addressed it, and we looked at the comments. I mean, it was outrageous. Like, cause we talked about like it's black and white. Like, it's a, it's it's such a discrepancy in how it was handled. Like the energy behind it. Uh, the one thing if, if we, I f- I feel like initially, if Harbaugh would have stepped up there and said you know what, this has happened two times prior to this game. It's on us. It's our operations. We shouldn't have our players running there by themselves after this heated rivalry. I would have been like, you know, respect. Because clearly, it's operations. You've got professionals. you got police officers standing in the tunnel. Like, let's, 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 let's have some ownership and responsibility. And then we get charged with a fine, six-figure fine. And then we go and say suspend our players, which our players, luckily our players have – additional years to play but like if jacoby women could have kept playing he would have had a great resume to go to the league instead you pause because it's this type of issues of like we just go crazy thousand other side of like the energy of oh yeah we're criminals we're thugs yeah and you're the other extreme though i i I think that's asking a lot for Harbaugh to go up. What well, I know it is, <laughs> I know it is, I know it is, I know it <laughs> that's is. The other that's the other. That's in reality. That's in that's in a perfect world. But they never yeah, took man. ownership. Well, they never took ownership right. until the Big Ten Conference finally said, "Michigan, your operations mm-hmm. and game operations. It's not just the Michigan State game. It happened the next with Illinois and 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 uh, Penn Brett, and, and Penn State with James Franklin and then Brett Bilema." They've all came out and Ohio said, State and last hard, year. Yeah, yeah, they've all yeah. came out and said, oh, there's none of that's happened in the tunnel. Well, BS, man. Come on, man. Like, mm. I've ran down that tunnel and I mean, we're ready to go. Like, we're ready to fight, yo. Like, this is, this is bigger than that. And so, in that point, in that standpoint, when he's doing that press conference, and to your main point, all this has been, they've known in the back, back pocket that their own player. Mind you, Donovan Edwards is anti Semitic messages on Twitter. He's playing, you know, like, let's, just come on, man. Like, like just well, give it equal. Yeah, Ben, can we can we run the Donovan Edwards? So Jim Harbaugh is asked about Donovan Edwards. This was after this is the same press conference we just played, but a different portion of it. They're asked, it's Renier Saban, to his credit from the free press, was saying, hey, Jim, what's going on with Donovan Edwards? Like, why is he, why did he not sit for a half or anything? And this was Jim Harbaugh's response to why Donovan Edwards received no punishment whatsoever for his anti-Semitic retweets. Jim, what was the rationale behind starting that Donovan, you know, a couple of days after the retweet of the anti-Semitic uh, content? Um, as you know, that was a mistake, an inadvertent tweet, um, something that he apologized for making that retweet. Um, talked to Donovan. Uh, I know I know the kind of person Donovan is. Donovan clearly, clearly uh, explained who he is and what his uh, what his position is, and 
that was sufficient. So, I mean, you hear him say explicitly it was inadvertent. We remember the famous defense that's a glitch that came from the kid himself. And it's the same thing. The Michigan State fans didn't want that. I know I certainly didn't, didn't want Donovan Edwards, you know, suspended for the year or uh, thrown in jail for his tweet or whatever. And it's the same thing with Mozzie Smith. We're coming at this in general with more grace, I think. It's just like, where's the accountability? And we hear so much about renegade program, thug program, and all the racially tinged stuff that comes along with that. When we had that graphic up there that we showed earlier, showing here's what our guys did, they were done for the year. Without even due process, by the way. I mean, due process came later. They were done without due process. You go to the right column, nothing. To me, who's the renegade program here? Is it? Am I crazy? <laughs> who, who, like who's the renegade program? Who's the renegade program? <laughs> boys over in A Square, huh? Man, it's not. It's not ours. It's not ours. You no, know what's crazy? It's like it's you not. know. You know. He said sorry, and so I know Donovan as a person. But then he says to us, like, you know, apology is not going to suffice. Yeah, right. It's like, what's up, man? Like the worst part's the inadvertent. Like, get out of here with that shit. Inadvertent? Yeah, you know, Twitter, now you're just lying. Twitter fingers turning to trigger fingers. Well, I <laughs> mean, a quote tweet? Well, you got... <laughs> was a quote tweet? Yeah. You got glitch, inadvertent. Like, come on, man. Like, it, first of all, there were, there were t- at least two. I know it was more than one. There were multiple retweets. So you could maybe... You should have just blamed on Elon Musk. I'm the, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even Donald's saying... I, a great kid. I can't get mad at him. He is. You he know, is. He's he, a great he, kid. He is. He is. He is. Oh, he is. He's my favorite player on that team. But the whole point, it has nothing to do with him. Yeah. I think that, that he should have sat for a half or whatever. But you're demanding accountability over here for your enemy, I guess. And your guys kind of do whatever the fuck they want. A, a five-year potential felony weapons charge. Mm-hmm. Speeding around. I mean, it's, it's come on. The question is, why, what are you preparing for riding around with that type of ammo? Well, the, I'm not going to speculate on that. I mean, you've been I, there. What are you riding around? I have, not been, I have not been there. You have you? not been there? Carrying around a weapon? No, like I'm that? talking about in Ann Arbor. Oh, in Ann Arbor. To Washington I tried. I, 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 I tried. How do you even get that fast? It's a bunch of 18 mile an hour one ways. I don't even know how that guy was going that fast without killing somebody. I, it's, I saw that he's going 65. Like, where in Ann Arbor can so, you go 65? I, I was like, I've been in Ann Arbor. That's why I got pulled over. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I, like, how, did, how did that kill somebody? Like, yeah. see, Ann Arbor's not built for 65, man. I don't know. No, like, if man. you guys have been there often, but no. that, that, that town ain't built for 65. I, I can't believe something bad didn't happen just uh, just based on that speed. I'm frustra- frustrated by it. I think there is some racial component here. I'm the white dude. You guys are not white dudes. So, I, I mean, it's, we're kind of on different planes. You're, you have a different perspective that I could never have. But put simply, and we'll move on after that. If Mel Tucker is a white guy and the seven players involved in the tunnel were white guys, is everything exactly the same in terms of the fallout in the Ooh. thug social media commentary? Is it is everything exactly the same, or is there at least some difference based on skin color? Man, listen. Remember when I went on? I went on WLNS and we did a live promotion of the podcast, and I said the exact same thing. This is part of MSU, and I legit almost like if I was not confident who I was and like. I don't care. You know, I don't care what people think of me. I only answer to one man is that guy, right? If I look at those those comments and how they were coming at me with like, oh, they're always talking about it's about race. It is the truth, man. Like what Coach D went, like I love Coach D, but like what he had had to go through this, 
You know, like if he I don't was think the coach, so. You know, like because I mean, think about it. When when we got the little brothers incident, like you know, Coach D sounded the alarm and said, "It's never over." You know, it's we're coming back with some vengeance. Like we started this like full out. Like it's time to go. Like we're never gonna just sit. You know, still stand stool. Like we're not gonna be second hand to Michigan. Like we all tie our our shoes the same way. But like I said, that racial thing about think about it. Let's flip the script. I mean, the comments were coming in, man. Like about why do we always turn it to race? It's the truth. It's the facts. It's I think the facts. It can, I think it can be proven. Xavier Henderson <laughs> broke up the, the f- fight scuffle incident, whatever you want to call. It. People get really mad if you call it a scuffle, like it, like you're minimizing the Holocaust or something. It's, it's like oh relax, God. like everybody, whatever you call it. Right. Xavier Henderson broke that up. Mm-hmm. Go on his Instagram right now from that week or month even and read what people are saying on oh, his post that have nothing to do with anything. Now let's 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 talk go to Bryce Barringer's Peyton Thorne. Let's talk about how right. not there. Never in history does a coach have to have escort service and protection because the coach is being threatened from that team down the road and their fan base. Never in history. I I mean is no, there coaches have to be an escort to his coaches show or to around his house? Like that's where I'm coming from on the base of it was fully a racial, racial thing, in my opinion. I think partial. I think D'Antonio would have gotten pushed back and would have been criticized roundly and would have been called he's out of control of this program, whatever. But I think it would be less intense and you wouldn't be getting innocent parties that are white guys, get which we saw. They weren't. Yeah. I mean, Xavier Henderson. The hero of the story from the Michigan State side, honestly, the most honorable one on either side in the whole thing, in my opinion, thug this, you know, uh, you know, well, renegade. Look at that. Tom. Look at Tom's. Tom finally stepped, finally publicly had said, well, he, he was fed up. Yeah, yeah. fed up because yeah. it's like he's been yeah. in this for a long time. When that judge also requires you to, oh, we need them to take a breathalyzer. They can't come back to the end hour to play the game. Like, that's crazy. Crazy. Caden and Cody can't go there, man. Don't let it happen. <laughs> I, you know, my best friend, my my best friend, and my best man at my wedding went to Michigan. By the way, but he's he's a pro. He's a pro hockey player still. He's still playing now. He's the highest drafted Michigan hockey player ever until Owen Power went one one last year. I talked about the tunnel incident with him. We'll finish here, other than our little speed round. He said, "This is the Michigan guy. He he's a diehard Wolverine. He saw the the footage, and he said honestly." If he's he's plays with Justin Ablocator, former Michigan State player, they were there at the same who's a, time. Who's a great guy? By he the way. said if, if Justin Ablocator skated up our tunnel after beating us, if after Michigan State beat us and went anywhere near us, he would have gotten knocked on his ass. That's the Michigan guy saying that. It's not excusing it. And he said, he said you can't do it. Like you can't everyone agrees about the helmet stuff. But I do think there's some shred of culpability for going up there solo in two different cases and going into a, a mass of people. I mean, you guys both played. That's the Michigan guy saying if a Michigan State guy came up in our mass of people right, right after that, r- rumors, I talked to multiple people that were there that said he, they were jawing, whatever. I mean, is that not a fair assessment that there's some culpability? Less than 50, I'm fine with that. You're at least 10% culpable for marching up in there, right? Absolutely. You're asking for, you're asking it's for like, it. It, you know, it's like you're, you're going into it. a bar, a biker bar, and you go in there and, and a mass of bikers and you talk some shit. 
I don't think you deserve to get your ass beat. I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, don't press charges against those guys. But, like. Man, that's like a rival game um, walking in there. Like, yeah. But their whole well, thing is he's going to see that. his dad. I don't buy that. Oh, it's a violent sport. It's a violent sport. It's all Taylor Wine's like little podcast where he, his buddy oh. was on there saying, like, hey, look, you know, you're going to run up in there. Oh, you're going to get tossed up a little bit. That's just what it is. He said that, which is true. Like, that's like a guy thing, a jock thing, or whatever. But, you know, like, just a human respect thing, in my opinion. I think if I were to, like, like bound into somebody's uh, grocery cart in a Kroger line, they'd be a little ticked off at me. You know, they might push me. If I get all up in their mix, you know? Yeah. They're trying to pay at the, at the Kroger bagging lady, you know? And I just run all up through there and like, hey, I won. Yeah, you don't deserve to get your ass beat, <laughs> but you're not inviting anything good. Ben, play the uh, Mozzie Smith thing. We'll finish there in our little speed round. This is, to me, accountability or lack thereof in a nutshell. This is Mozzie Smith. I didn't even see this until this morning, and we added this late. Mozzie Smith talking about Jim Harbaugh standing by him and choosing not to suspend him for the gun incident. Well, it's our love, man, uh, for, forever indebted, you know what I'm saying? And uh, just so appreciative, you know, that... Uh, he didn't let this game get taken away from me. Were, were there moments where you thought, like, you might have been done playing? No. Nah. I talked to Coach Harbaugh the first day that I had that happen, and we were on the same page from the get-go. You know, a lot of people say, you know, oh, hiding, sleeping under the rug. But um, to be honest, it ain't everybody's business until it is. He was arrested and had a felony gun charge that has a five-year prison term potentially. And he just said at no point, he, he, if, if you weren't watching, just listen, he's like rolling his eyes, miss a game. What are you talking about? I knew from day one that that was never even on the table. And then he has the chutzpah to say it's really no one's business. Until <laughs> it is. I, 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 he's like he's yeah, like he's offended true. that anyone would even inquire about a felony weapons charge. Does that not? And I'm not. That's not about him. That's about the program. To borrow Mark D'Antonio's phrase, is that not an indication right there of this guy didn't even think a suspension was on a table? Doesn't that say something? Yeah, I mean, it says a lot. It says a lot. Like we talked about. Like there's the. Do we know what the blue wall is? Like, it's a real thing. The blue wall is the media, though. This is an institutional thing, though. It's institutional. It's not just media. No, to me, it's... You think the blue wall is part of the institution? They're connected. But typically, blue wall means the media is giving them the soft pedal because they're, they're, they're connected. The, the media yeah. was they're connected. The media was like they were attacking it. Like you can choose whoa, to do the right whoa, whoa, thing, whoa, whoa, whoa. even do though you, the media do, is nice. Do, do you think the blue wall lets them off the hook? Like the, to oh. me, that's I, how was how did I just say that this morning when I'm researching the topic? That should have been viral. I, well, I, we I talked about we, we talked about like none of this story came up when the CFP like none of that like. But when we played every game past that incident that was on national every time espn highlights fox whatever we was whatever network we was on big yeah it was the always tunnel, on the, tunnel, the, the tunnel, tunnel, tunnel incident the tunnel the tunnel when we play but when michigan played leading all the way up to the cfp none of that was open none of that was playing or rolling and about the b-real i'm like, not sure that casual fan even knows who we were fighting in the yeah, tunnel probably not you know the cast some of the casual fans mix up michigan state versus michigan 
So they say, yeah, the Michigan, you were the Michigan, you were you guys were fighting. That's all they know. But it's it, it was not. You're absolutely right. Like their games, they, they didn't talk Man, about. Man, I was it. waiting. Games on it. I was National waiting Cup, on it. They talked about it at nauseum. Yeah, constantly. I, yeah. I don't think Gus Johnson even mentioned the Mozzie Smith absolutely thing in, in the Big Ten title game. I mean, I, I watched it off and on. I didn't hear anything about it. Like, how was that not mentioned? Like that little clip should have been mentioned. I mean, the the fact that he's. I, I yeah, can't I've never seen that before. I, I, I <laughs> never seen first time. I, I like stumbled into it researching for tonight. I, I couldn't. He believe was it. very comfortable. But the, like it, you have to actually watch it because some people just listen to our show. You know, we're uh, podcast form. You have to watch it. I mean, am I am I being unfair? His body no, language man, is just like it was like bro. Like no. I got protection. Yeah, I got protection. He was extremely comfortable. If I were arrested on a felony gun charge. Like yeah. I, I just, I would not be. I, I would be hopeful that I would get off with a, a slap on the wrist. He didn't get a slap on the wrist. He got a back rub. I, hey, I just, I can't believe that. So now you're, you're the four star, almost five star athlete, and you're trying to decide where to go to college to go. You know, spend the next three to four years of your life. Yeah, and you see that play out. Those two scenarios. What do you prefer? Couldn't that go either way though? Because how, some people how? go to Tom Izzo because I want to be held accountable. What are you talking about? No, no, no. We're some, talking about that. No, I'm We're talking about the football you, program right there. Those two things that happened. What? The tunnel incident yeah. and the gun incident. Those things that you lined up. Based off the punishments, what would you choose to go? You got protection. Four games. Versus. If right. I'm the kid, I go to Ann Arbor. If I'm the parents, I want them to go to East Lansing. Why? Because they're going to hold my kid accountable. Same reason they go to Tom Izzo. I know he's not going to let my kid fuck up. and okay. Okay. You know, he's like a third parent yeah. up there. So it depends who you're asking. If you're asking the kid, yeah, I want to go to the country club. You know, well, I want... if your kid's a little edgy and you know he's gonna, hey, look, I, you know, you got to really watch him. He's a little different, but he will get your ball. He will win. I would send my kid to Tom Izzo or the football equivalent, which I think Mel Tucker is, by the way. He's just yeah, the oh, whole yeah, fucking yeah, lot yeah, of absolutely. Them. I'm just asking. I, I, it depends who the person is. I would yeah. send my kid to the accountability program because I don't want to empower and enable for the record, shitty I am. behavior. What? You that, tell me same, you're, you're right, you yeah. are the dad. I, want that. I don't have to I'm, make I'm this a hypothetical. I, I, but I would I would say that we're in the minority. Okay. So you want your kid to go where he's going to be held accountable? Yes, I do. As a dad, yeah. absolutely. I would be that way too, for sure. Yeah, but that's not the norm. Not even close. Okay. That, yeah, I believe you. I believe you. I, that, I just think that that's bad. That that attitude is that not that's what, the first time we've seen that. I, mean, I, I kind of, that's what we talk about though. That entitlement is. of like. This was a felony weapon charge. This wasn't jaywalking. He, he I don't was believe a, that was real. That wasn't really Man, real. that was real. Like, we are not that good with the AI, like, man. I mean, hey, come on. My man. He, it, I, I don't even want to say what that looked like. He, I'm not, he not even going to say what that looked you like. You know what it is, man. <laughs> <laughs> right? He couldn't I'm believe like, that the question to, was even asked. Man, he said, I, he's, I almost thought he said, I taught the gym. <laughs> it happened. He, he I say, was, coach, I taught the gym. He Jim got my back. Jim got befuddled. my back, man. I mean, that he reacted like I would react if you're like, hey, man, were you surprised you didn't get a life sentence for stealing that gum wrapper? It's like off the ground. It's like, what? Like, that's his, his reaction. <laughs> man, let's was, talk about like, Jameis Winston stole crab legs. Why, why would I miss a defensive happened? series for a felony weapon charge? Like, what What world? What, sir, what reporter are, are you reporting for? Or what, what the newspaper are you reporting for? It, it's incredible that that was the reaction, but... What else would the reaction be? Because it wasn't able to empowered. And that's the difference where our guys who are already suspended indefinitely without so much as due process, without the facts even being out, yeah. are still told renegade thugs. 
And their guys can go in front of a camera with a worse charge than six of our seven guys got and say that nothing. I didn't even know about it. And I own a media company that covers this. <laughs> I had to stumble into it. That says it all. Okay, Ben, let's get to the speed round, special speed round. So normally we do kind of a smorgasbord topic. I want to do this a little differently. We'll rip through. I know we're running along. I phrase this unanswerable Spartan football questions. We got four of them. We're going to start here. And this really, really heavy towards Otis, because Otis was in this game. Why did Javon Ringer see all the carries in 2006? Valenti was furious about this in the rant. Let's play that real quick. It's the same story. Now, look. I can't totally sit here and tell you it's all Dave Baldwin's fault. It's not. The offensive line was atrocious. But here's where the coaching staff is liable. Jamie Corcoran was a bowling ball. Yet Javon Ringer saw exclusive carries in the second half. Explain it. Somebody in East Lansing today had the ball to ask Dave Baldwin, where the hell was J.U. Corcoran? It was clear Notre Dame didn't want any part of him. They didn't want to touch him. Colbert was a beast. Yet Javon Ringer saw all the carries. So, Otis, I mean, this is really just for you. This is an Otis question. When you weren't floating around on your dinghy, you were on the sideline watching Jehu Colbert just bulldoze oh the Notre Dame defense. You're in a hurricane, as famously laid out by Valenti. Why didn't Jehu Colbert get the ball more? Especially in the second half. Yeah, that's a question that uh, I think we all think we even Ju yeah. asked that question. Hey, he we, didn't we have like a pulled hand. We talked to him all that's no. He agrees. Jay was fully healthy, man. I remember when we uh, we I was we were dominating. I mean, defense was locked in. Offense, Drew Stan was balling. Ju was balling, and then second half. You know, you know, you see that freaking tsunami. You know, went <laughs> that rain was going crazy. And then we should have been a good thing when you we got start the lead. throwing the ball. And yes. I remember when Drew threw the pick to Zibakowski and he took it to the house. I'm like, what are we doing, man? Like, and then I remember this was when like when Brady Quinn, like he almost had a Tom Brady ass comeback. Like they were like Tom Brady for Heisman. I was extremely I had some of my boys from the hot from the crib for Flint coming up. And we were driving around. It was like Brady for like for, for president or Brady for Heisman. Like that was one of those like games where we were like, we went down there. You remember we went and went down there in two thousand five. The flag, we playing the flag. Yep. And then we come back in two thousand six. I only lost to Notre Dame once. You know, I was three for three for one. And when you look at that, you're like, man, that if we would win that game, I feel like the sky was the limit that season because like we always ended with some three non conference games, and we always played Notre Dame before we got to the Big Ten conference. If we won that game, it would propelled us to be stronger in the Big Ten Conference. And in that 2006 season, it was just like... Well, you lost to some two-win team the next week. It was the typical pre-D'Antonio yes, Michigan State absolutely. back-breaking loss where the season yeah. goes off the rails. And that was where, you know, you had the same old Spartans tagline, and we were we were fed up about it. And that's where, you know, you look back, and I hope J.U.'s watching. And J.U.'s probably like... <laughs> We're not talking about this if he got like two more Man, carries. He had a hundred like plus first half. Yeah, hundred yeah. plus they, first they half. They couldn't stop him. What was Man. his worst carry? Like six yards? Man, it do. And it because looked. he was on the six yard line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <laughs> look, trust me. Trust me. I had to practice against JU 
and hitting choo 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 if you hit man you hitting a full brick train man and a brick train I'm talking about <laughs> a brick train like you and this is like you can't come up there and tackle JU head on there's absolutely no way you will you will go to you will be concussed for sure I mean to me the two takeaways we mentioned both of them throwing the ball at all or as much as they were you know Vlenny said coming out five wide but also, is, the, like, Jehu, like, where's Jehu? You had the ultimate hurricane running back, a big, strong bull that was already rolling. Yeah, that's it. Like, what yeah. the hell was that? I, I'm still mad. I was at the game. Straight, I'm still Stray was in a full rain suit on the side. Man, you, you had, but you had, man, you had the rain was suit? Man, man, I, was in the, I was in the second row in the end zone. <laughs> and I don't want to say, um, I'm going to fuck it up. Who was it that took the knee right like inside the five on the kickoff? That happened right. Oh yeah, that Florida kid. That was before. That was pre-touchback. Like yeah. that's so for us. Rule. Yeah, yeah. Now if Kick you did it, it'd be a touchback. We took a knee Florida? like on the like six-yard line on a kickoff. I was uh, Florida. It was kid. happened right in front of me. I couldn't yeah. believe it. That I was, was like about the, say, Jeremy Scott, Jason no. T. I mean, it wasn't Scott. Was like, well, yeah, we'll torture no. ourselves with that. Yeah. yeah. So there, in I other words, short answer: There's no explanation. No, there's no explanation. I thought I was hoping almost you'd say he had like a knee injury. We didn't know. Absolutely. Right. Jay, you never was injured. Well, I don't know. I, I don't, can you even hurt that guy? I guess Man, I guess he was right. He was on Dave Baldwin. That's who yeah, he was absolutely. right. Yeah, he, 100%. So moving on. Second one. This is for either of you or both of you. Did smokers spike the ball in time? There have been multiple studies absolutely. on this. You don't buy the Spartan Bob conspiracy. The no. three independent studies said they had came up with three different numbers. They all said he got it off in time. One was four one-hundredths of a second. One was seven. One was eight. They were all less than one-tenth of one second. So that's how close it was. It was less than one-tenth of a second. But they all said they got it off on time. So you don't buy the conspiracy. No way. Thank God we uh, didn't have the technology that we have now back then. <laughs> they couldn't have overturned that, though. Oh, yeah. No, they couldn't. They could, yeah. yeah. We had yeah. Uh, we had T.J. Duckett, or what we say, what we say, T.J. Duckett? Todd. Todd, sorry. We say Todd Duckett now. Todd. We had Todd Duckett on the call on our show, and and we talked about that pass. And that pass was like. That was thing. You still got to execute that. You still got to execute that. Like, you got to pass. Like, that ball was in the air for an eternity, right? There's like, a whooping, like, yeah, pop fly. like, you know, you think about, do I, I got to catch this. I got to catch this. Did he complete the process of that catch? He, he dropped that ball within... A tenth of a second of getting. Oh, you said like did he did he fully did bring he it? No, it, it he dropped it on purpose. I'm not it. saying like he fucked up. He dropped it on purpose to celebrate. I'm not. Uh, but he, that, that ball is ball? on that ball is on the Where ground. Is yeah, where's ball? that ball? Though? It's not on my shelf. Do you you, 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 you got it? <laughs> no, I don't have it. I would I, I would love that ball. I, I, I'm sure you would. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I would still take the Jalen jersey over that ball, but uh, yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. awesome. I don't know. I, I'd like the time clock that Sparty Bob was using. Maybe that one would be more valuable <laughs> to me. He got it off. And by the way, have you ever watched like the full replay of that shit? Like, why did we? Why was it even close? Smokers tackled on that little scramble with like 18 seconds left, yeah. and we're on the three. Like. Can you line up in under 17 seconds? Like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> All right, moving on. Does MSU win? I don't know if you even remember this. Now, you were in the game, but you might not remember this component. Does MSU win in 2007 oh, if man. Ryan Mallett doesn't fumble? We'll set it up, and I'm going to run the play. I remember that. Henny Sedarian gets knocked out. out. Freshman five-star no, Ryan Mallett comes in. He gets, he, he gets sacked. I made, I made the tackle with Mike Hart, but he ran for 20 yards. Run yeah. the play, Ben, in the grainy 07 footage because, you know, we're all old. 
This is what it looked like. Wow. Michigan up hey, two scores. Tell me he's going to show this. Now I'm pissed. Yeah, man. I should have prepared you. Well, God, let's run man. that, Ben. Let's see what that looked like. Michigan fans are trying to shake off the fact they're down 10. And now the freshman is in a boiling pot he's never been in before. Ryan Mallett. He's played a lot this year, but not in this atmosphere. And down he goes. Mike Hart picks up the ball. Hart picks up the ball, and he's running out to the first down. And it's a play. The, uh, the whistle did not blow. How so many crazy things are we going to see? <laughs> and here's Mallett's first snap, and here comes the heat. The hit, the fumble, a yeah. one-hopper to Mike Hart. Basketball season truly is underway. Bob, yeah. you said it earlier. If it doesn't bounce at all, you recover. If it bounces any other direction, you recover. Oh, my God. But I'm not even asking, hey, what happens if we recover? Because then Michigan State definitely would have won. You would have been in their territory up 10 with seven minutes left. But let's just say the sack happens. and It's second and 19 or 20 instead of – it's like a 30-yard swing. Does Michigan State finish that win? So pissed, man. So pissed. You think you do? You think you win? You're up Absolutely. 10 with seven minutes left. Absolutely. That would have taken it under seven with the clock Absolutely. Because we were dominating. We were Is that dominating. David Thomas? He was on that team, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. We were yeah. dominating yeah. this game. We were dominating, man. He had oh, complete gosh. control. Another and one that I was at was We would never by. have that little, that little brother comment. That, we're going to finish there, the fourth and final. Was Michigan State losing in 2007 a good thing big picture? You get the little brother comment after that. Mark D'Antonio fires back. A lot of people believe it reinvigorated the program to heights they hadn't seen in years. Was it big picture a good thing that you lost in 07? Oh, man, I can't take losses, man. <laughs> there is victory. You were in the game. Maybe big Jason picture. can give a big better. Big picture, uh, yes. Because yes. yes. it took I us. Say so. yes. I think so, too. The, what, the next decade, it yeah, was pure on. dominance. We're still fueling off that now. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would argue. Absolutely. Little brother, that, well, little, now that not... little grin. You saw Mike yeah. earlier. That was perfect grin you well, put well, up Kind of like Mozzie Smith when they were asking him about oh, not getting man. suspended. So now, you, you, it's a good thing. Now let's, Absolutely, it's a great yeah. thing. Now add, let's add some fuel to that fire, some sugar in that Kool-Aid with that tunnel incident. Now let's talk about East Lansing coming in. Well, we got two year. separate tunnels, so there shouldn't be any problems. We, I, I do we, think we, I, we don't have two separate tunnels. We don't? Absolutely don't not. They come, don't they go in different? Um, I mean, you come, different, end, you come different in locker rooms, but you got one tunnel. No, well, no, but, the one tunnel, the, I have the big one to the field, but isn't it like an immediate? I've never actually never been down there. I well, gotta, oh. you know what? You will come, come down. down. You will come on yeah, down. Yeah, we won't bring you down. Yeah. No, you got is it a locker? safe tunnel because I I wouldn't go in the Michigan. No, we got tunnel. it. Look, that's the difference between that's there. the difference between Michigan State operations versus Michigan operations. We got it locked and coded, down packed. We got ropes. We got mad people trained to make sure that not two teams are in the tunnel at the same time. Odell Bredham wakes up every morning thanking God for a safe tunnel in East Lansing. So, yeah, I, I definitely want to check out our super safe <laughs> tunnel. I, but you got to give credit to Mi Michigan where they're due. I mean, this is an impressive one-game winning streak they're on, so I can see why they're so confident. <laughs> I, awesome. You would think, listening to these people, that they'd beaten us like 12 games Man, in a row. It's like, listen, dude, I know. Like, congratulations. Yeah. You got Paul. You got Brad. I'm old yeah. school, like old high school football. You win, you get to talk. But they're acting like it's like – yeah. I think they, they've owned it for 30 years. Yeah, that's you would think. It's yeah. like, hey, congratulations on your your one. I mean, we'll see what happens next year. All right, guys. I, I kept way too long. I apologize. Where can people find you in this is Sparta podcast? So we'll get out there. Tell me. This is Sparta MSU on YouTube. That's where you gotta go. Catch us. Subscribe, man. Subscribe like you do to this show right here. You know, different perspective, but we all love the green and white. This is Sparta MSU YouTube. 
and all those the socials. All the other socials. They're man. everywhere. The best part about it is that we're we're not we're not faking it. We're not faking until we're making it. Like we, when you see us on the show, you, it's like we're in person, man. And it's one of those things where we're at, we're able to bring people on and uh, and talk more than just football at X's and O's. Like let's talk life. Like you know, the last episode we had Herb A. Good, who's a head coach at Madonna University. Like we're showcasing and highlighting that we're not thugs. You know, we're productive citizens, right? <laughs> yeah, like, right. We're better we're than that. Better. We're bigger yeah. and better than that, right? Yeah. But, than that. but we Which also... Which is how I mean, gives, you know, you guys are black, so you have to be, like, thug, right? Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Crazy, man. Like, you can break up fights. right? Yeah, right. You can break up fights and you're still somehow yeah. thugging. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. But right. It's, a, it's a great yeah. opportunity for us to truly shed some light into, like, you know, the madness that happens with football, with basketball, but it's truly just, like, showcasing stuff that you truly... You know, Spartan fans can go to anywhere, any outlet and see like the stuff that people all know. But it's like the stories behind the scenes, the locker room talk that, you know, we, we like to share. So like when Jason and, I, and, and me and J.U. kind of started this thing, it was it was brick by brick, man. So it's a good it's a good show for us, but also for the fans and then our partners, man. And also Michigan State Athletics and Playfly, who, you know, I'm the general manager, but it's really helping driving a lot of stuff revenue. But and ultimately helping our student athletes. So it's a so good it's deal, about, man. We, we got to catch that Alabama NIL stuff. Let's get it. Well, my, my first uh, chance as a Michigan State student in the stands for any player was the uh, Otis Wiley. My chance. man. Yeah, my so, man. man you, you were the first player that we chose, the, you know, yeah, the O and the yeah, W. So yeah, I'll give you that that Otis awesome, Wiley. Man. And I uh, oh, appreciate man. both you guys. Have no, I appreciate your hospitality, man. You got a great spot and uh, inspiration of what I need to do in my basement. So. Oh, well, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah no, dead serious. I was a guy eating those shitty pretzels watching you. <laughs> don't, don't tell me I'm inspiring you for oh, anything. Jason Strayer or Otis Wiley. Ben, we love you. Eric, we love you. Screw Avenue Show. We'll see you next week. Thank you. God bless you.